Welcome to the Old Galway Diary podcast. Each week, Tom Kenny and I, Ronnie O'Gorman, write a column in the Galway Advertiser. Before it goes to press, we contact each other and share what is filling the page that particular week. This podcast is that conversation. And I would add, we enjoy talking to you and would appreciate if you would give us a rate and review on the Apple Podcast app. Morning, Tom. Good morning, Ben. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. And you? Yes, I'm not too bad now. It's I... a lovely, crisp January morning, even though by the time... And February around the corner <coughs> um, at yeah. last. No, exactly. Spring is with us. Yeah. St. Yeah. Bridget is arriving, and yes. I think the, daf- the daffodils are thinking of coming up, so... Uh, mm. uh, and the evenings are just getting a bit longer, so... And a bank holiday, even better. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. What have you got? This uh, I want to talk this week. I'm writing about <clears throat> uh, what I can only describe as a Galway original, a great character, uh, a very a champion snammer, salmon snatcher, and a very good judge of pints of stout. Oh. And that is Mate Leiden. <clears throat> he was a good friend of mine. And the reason I'm writing about him this week is because I met a lady some time ago and she told me she had written something about Mate Leiden and I asked her to send it to me. And it came in the form of a poem. And it's oh. wonderful. It's very evocative and nostalgic. And so I thought, well, God, Mate Leiden. He hasn't featured in Old Galway for a long time. Yeah. Anyway, his name was Martin Leiden, but because he spent a lot of his childhood in his grandmother's house, he was known locally as Martin Hart. You wouldn't remember this fella at all now. No. <clears throat> he went to the Claddagh National School. He was a very good hurler. He became an extremely good soccer player. And he was a member of and a regular on the famous Cladonians team, which won the first ever Schweppes Cup in 1937. Schweppes. And I have a photograph of that team. Yeah. Now, nice it's of interest in this sense as well, in that I was only a couple of weeks, <clears throat> literally, uh, doing an old Galway column. And this man came in to me and he said, would this photograph be any good to you? And... I published it, and it was the Cladonians soccer team, and Mate Leiden was in the middle of it, instantly recognisable. Now, the thing that shook me about the photograph all those years ago, and this is 40-whatever-something years ago, uh, was that eight of the team met in the Base Inn pub that night. This was a team from the 1930s. Yeah. And furthermore, Mate reckoned to me that he got about six months free drink out of that one photograph. <laughs> so <laughs> he he worked for a good while in the foundry in Mill, Mill Street. He was a very good iron worker. 
made beautiful gates. That was his real speciality. He subsequently worked on the docks for a number of years. But in the meantime, he was becoming very well practiced at salmon snatching. Uh, he was very good at it, but he was caught occasionally as well. And this often meant a visit to what he described as Limerick University, in other words, Limerick Jail. <clears throat> when he got to know the wardens there, the lads, as he called them, uh, they would get him to do odd small jobs around the place. He, he didn't represent any security risk or anything like that. <clears throat> and one day they asked him uh, if he'd sweep the leaves outside the prison. So he did. He went out with the brush and swept the leaves. And when he finished, he knocked on the prison doors to be allowed back in. But nobody answered. And he had a few bob in his pocket. So he decided, well, why not? He went to the nearest pub, uh, ordered a drink. When the publican and indeed some of the clients there, when they heard mate's story, should they stood him several drinks. And the result was <laughs> he was quite late going back to the jail. And he spent about 20 minutes banging on the door, shouting, will you let me in before I'm <laughs> robbed out here? <clears throat> so it wasn't really given to many to be locked out of jail, but mate, mate was the exception to many rules anyway. Work was okay <clears throat> if, if you were from the working classes. But he, as he said himself, he joined the ladies and gentlemen of independent means. So walking, talking, and touching. That became his occupation, his mantra and his occupation. He was great fun. He was always out for the crack. He had his regulars on tap and his regular haunts. Uh, I was one of them, indeed. <clears throat> uh, but he treated all of his patrons, I say that with inverted commas, patrons, yeah. with dignity. And he often created the impression, you know, that he was bestowing something of value on them. <clears throat> uh, he did it very well, in other words. But he, if he had the price of a pint, he was content. And if not, well, you were likely to hear, hello there, mate, how are you fixed for the rough touch? He was always happy to tell you stories or sing a song even uh, to the value of whatever he hoped you might give him. Yeah. Uh, now, he could look. He was a big man. He rolled his shoulders quite a lot. Uh and if he was jarred, he looked could look very intimidating. And indeed, I'm sure he frightened some people. But there was absolutely no malice in, in him whatsoever. I remember him walking up High Street on the morning three government ministers had been sacked. And he was singing out loud. Yeah. When the going gets rough, you must be tough with Blaney's Fusiliers. And for <laughs> leaving everybody in his roaring laughing. He he was famously um, <clears throat> involved in a siege on a pub called the Golden Key at the end of Prospect Hill. It was a late night house. And uh, on this occasion, the guards had surrounded it. They wouldn't let the guards in and the guards wouldn't let anybody out. They were trying to get in, all right. <laughs> and some of the patrons appeared on the roof at one stage, obviously looking for another <coughs> escape route. Anyway, they ended up in court and mate was asked by the judge, Mr. Lydon, would you like to explain to the court what you were doing on the roof of a licensed premises 
at 1.45 a.m. I was only trying to get a pint on the slate, Your Honour, he said. <laughs> he was great, great fun. I remember many years ago, uh, I had a group of Americans. I don't know how many of them. There was a gang of them anyway. And where would we go to buy fish? And I said, well, there's only one place to go and there's only one person to go to. You're to go down the street to Mrs. McDonough. <clears throat> and you're not just ask her for fish, ask her what she recommends and how to cook it. Yeah. Because it's a performance. So they came back and they said, <clears throat> we just want to say thank you. It was a performance. Now, if ever you saw Mrs. McDonough filleting fish, she had this big knife, this big silver blade, and it would be flashing. She would be, the bones would be going one way, the fish flesh would be going the other way. But she would be looking at you and talking to you, and you'd keep thinking, oh, God, she's going to cut her finger off. You know, <clears throat> and This blade literally, anyway, that's what she was doing, talking to these Americans, explaining to them <clears throat> how to cook the fish. And mate Lydon came in. She was one of his patrons as well. He came in behind the gang and uh, she saw him and she said, not now, mate, not now. I'm busy. So he went out the door. But he came back and she saw him the second time, the blade flashing away. And not now, mate, I told you I'm busy. Ah, oh, cheers, Mrs. Mac. I'm I'm going to cross the bridge now, and I won't be coming back until... Well, yeah, well, fake off! So she said... <clears throat> so he slinked out the door with all these Americans watching, and they turned around, and the blade was flashing away again. He said, who is that man, Mrs. McDonough? He thinks he's the king of the cladder. My jizz, he'll be the queen of the cladder if he comes back in here a third time. <laughs> <she said. laughs> <laughs> with the blades yeah yeah and they were left in absolutely no doubt that's what have been the case yeah. yeah he was he was great fun and he was deeply mourned really i mean he yeah. he lit up the pub you know they threw him out every now and then uh, uh but because some people regarded him just as a bum yeah but in fact he was a character an absolute character he sang songs, and that's what I have. I have two photographs this week. One is of that Cladonian's soccer team yeah, from 1936, and the other is of a concert <clears throat> that was in Air Square in 1971. And uh, it was an open-air concert. It was a charity event organized by the then Mayor Michael Smith, and Mate Lydon is on the stage singing. Uh, he's... Patsy McDonough, Festy Connellan, and Dickie Byrne are accompanying him. But the song he's singing was a personalized version of The Holy Ground, except that his chorus was Fine Salmon Yar. Uh, <laughs> so he, he was, anyway. Very good. Carmen Nocton sent me this poem, and this is what prompted this article this week. And I think it's worth reading it in total. It, it'll all be in the paper. And it's called Mate Leiden. Yeah, go on. When I strolled the streets of old Galway as carefree as could be, and I had the crack with any man who shared a jarred with me. They called me Matey Leiden, a good old skin, they said, and walking and talking and touching was how I earned my bread. 
The students, they were all my friends, the odd professor too. Sure, I was often subsidised by the seller's motley crew. Your time is up, you have to go, old Paddy used to say. But I was cute, for out I went, and in the other way. Now, in walking and talking and touching, sure, I had an honours degree. My lessons came from the school of life, good enough for the likes of me. I got further education from Mountjoy and Port Leash, where the judge there recommended me for keeping of the peace. I had other qualifications when work got a bit in slack, till I was apprehended with the salmon on my back. Now, those who still remember me and the man I used to be know the times were tough and I was rough, but I kept my dignity. So when you're passing the cellar bar, won't you say a prayer for me? One of Galway's real old stock for a time that ceased to be. And I will not forget you when you come to heaven's gates. Just tell St. Pete to open up and that you're a pal of mates. Yeah, very good. That was Carmel Nocton, and I want to say a special thank you to Carmel for sharing that with, yeah. with me and subsequently with everybody who's going to read the advertiser this yeah. week. That's lovely. Wow, what a lovely yeah. tribute to mate. Yeah. yeah. Mate Light. Now, many, many will remember him. <clears throat> In fact, I mentioned him to a friend of mine <clears throat> yesterday <clears throat> who comes from Roscommon. Yeah. And he, he immediately just did all the actions that mate used to do. <laughs> and it was like mate standing in front of me in the room. Yeah. So a lot of people will remember him with great affection, I think. Oh, that's good. Well, that's lovely, lovely tribute and a lovely poem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's it for this week, Ben. Lovely, Tom. So we'll speak. Talk to you next week. Lacuna J. Lacuna J. See you now. Yeah. Yeah.